When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. Yes, welcome. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Over 60 years of leading civil construction experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. SENQ, 693 AM in Brisbane. Welcome. SEN 1170 in Sydney and SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast. Or download the SEN app and listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736 and hit us up on socials at SEN League. Boys, welcome. I wanted a little pump up to start this I, Sunday. I love how happy that song made you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you that happy. You had this big smile on your face and just yeah. in the zone. Yeah, yeah. so it's the good, background good on that one... Um, some 41. Yeah, some 41 into yeah. deep. Uh, I was listening to the American Pie soundtrack this morning. Yeah. What I a thought, movie. Yeah, I thought, what I thought uh, what a way to pump up our show for a Sunday morning. Yeah. So I'm joined today by the Sydney Sixers marquee signing for the <laughs> 2022 season, Steve O'Keefe. Now, marquee means bums on seats plus talent on the pitch. So yeah. bums on seats so for they the have Sydney a gra- Sixers. They have four grades of how they get marquee plays. You're either yeah. platinum, yep. gold. Yep. Bronze, silver, bronze. So there's yeah. four. You, you'd, you'd know all about those being an Olympic uh, <laughs> athlete. Um, but they've made a new one for me. It's tinfoil, which is <laughs> basically, <laughs> paying, <laughs> basically paying for meal allowances on a waitress. Just <laughs> 60 bucks a night, which doesn't go far, I can tell you. So, there you go. And, yeah. uh, and joining Sock and myself, James Magnuson, today, I'm only going to refer to him today as New South Wales Blues player. Tim Menner, because yeah, we won't though. we won't mention the war yesterday, Timmy. Yeah, it was a beautiful game yesterday. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, it's, um, listen, it's a good rivalry. I, I grew up a dogs fan, to be honest, Miss Olme. Yeah. I um, I grew up in the in the Kerry Bankstown area. Yeah, uh, loved the doggies as a kid. Um, Signed with Para as a fourteen year old, so they kind of switched allegiance pretty early, but. Definitely got a soft spot for the blue and white. It was a good crowd yesterday, wasn't it? Even yeah. given that, you know, for the for the dogs, it's a dead rubber now. They're not playing for anything, but still plenty of Bulldogs fans turned out. Yeah, it was, it was sold out technically, but 
there was a lot of empty seats there, which I don't get. I don't understand. Yeah. That. So like, I, had, mm. I had friends that actually got turned away at the gates and that were sold out. Weird. And is it because they're sitting in around, the, are they, but they, they, do they come down to the level below and is there like a bar sort of window section? So they are there just not sitting in the seats they're in the... No, nah, the way it is, mm. so members have their tickets for the year. Right. And if members decide I'm not coming, okay. then their seats are sent Gotcha. Do the StubHub theory and just sell them online. They should yeah. do that, actually. They should. That's actually a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's it just, uh, it, it had a little bit of a feel yesterday as the Bulldogs start to pick up. Once those te- two teams are humming again, mm. it is, uh, and I'm biased, but I believe it is the biggest rivalry in the NRL. Mate, I played 11 years and my highlight of my career was playing against the Dogs in the pre- prelim of 09. Yeah. I still remember it because when they sold the tickets, they asked who you went for. So you came out of the tunnel and it was all blue and white one side, blue and gold the other side. And hey, the good. atmosphere was... I've never experienced that. I've played Origin as well, and it was nothing like that game. That game was just back and forth like I've never experienced. Yeah. yeah. And Very Sock, good. you were coming fresh off yeah, the I've had party. a um, I've had a big weekend. Yeah, I had the Bucks Bucks party. One of my yeah. good mates, Bucks, which started Bucketies in Brookvale, which got pretty rammed because the like the industrial area out there at the back of, I don't know if you've been out there, Brookies, it's all yeah, these little yeah, sort yeah. of warehouses. There's a good rib place there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the name of it, but it's starting yeah. to become really gentrified with pubs. People starting yeah. to take their business out there. Anyway, it was a bit of a humdinger, but what I loved, and that some 41 there sort of reliving my misspent youth to listen to a bit of punk <laughs> rock, in the, we hired my mate's warehouse who owns Budgie Smuggling. He said, right, boys, we can go in there, but you can't touch the swimwear. Of course, everyone gets into the swimwear. <laughs> we, had, we had Daytona. You had that basketball game where you're shooting hoops. You know, oh, that, that nice. Thing, yeah. And Buck Hunter. Oh, yeah. So yes. I was like, there's yeah. a bunch of 40-year-old you know, 40, 40 year old grown man <laughs> yeah. just like getting into fights on Buck Hunter and Daytona yeah, over who's got the quickest lap time. Was that um, the extent of the night? So you just played a bit of Buck Hunter? Yeah, that was, and then, yeah, we just went, hang on, 8 yeah. o'clock, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Lexi, if you're very listening, good. that's all that happened. And I was home in bed, cup of tea, and yeah, here nice. I am. So. Uh, I'm very impressed that you backed up after the Bucks. Um, yeah. I, I had an interesting morning. So um, I've just opened the gym in Marrickville. Yep. And I went in this morning to train and, and run a class this morning. Tribe. So it's tribe. Tribe, open tribe to the public. Yep, that's right. And, uh, you know, we've got we've got a, quite a few keen beans that want to train on a Sunday morning, which yep. which I like. Keeps yeah. keeps you honest on a Saturday night. So I rocked in this morning, opened up the gym and, and coached the 8 o'clock class. Where we are in Marrickville, it's similar to, to Brookvale. It's an industrial area. There's a bit going on. And uh, when I got in at 7.30 this morning to open up, I could hear like this doof, doof, doof music <laughs> coming from somewhere. I wasn't sure where. Yep. And I kind of had a look around and then the class is going. I can still hear this music in the background. So I went around the corner and there's a, a bouncer standing out the front of just this random warehouse. And I said, mate, what's, what's going on here? He said, oh, this is, it's a, uh, it's a rave. Warehouse party. Uh, yeah. It's called The Dunge. As in like the dungeon. Yep, yep. And uh, it wraps it wraps up at midday today. Started at midday yesterday. It wraps midday. up at midday today. So it was a twenty four hour rave. It was like a ten ten year anniversary for this for this warehouse. And uh, as as the session went, as the class went, we started to get stragglers walking past the gym coming out of the rave. Oh and one God. of these one of these blokes, I don't know if he was coming from the rave or going to the rave. 
Uh, he walked into the glass door at the front of our gym, walked straight into the glass door, <laughs> looked around, and then opened opened the gym door and walked into the gym. I don't know if he thought yeah. that was the rave because we had music pumping as well. Yeah. He looked around. His pupils are the size of dinner plates. He looked around and then scurried back out the door. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I don't. You should have, I, um, did you grab him and put him in the car and bring sock to the studio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so here so he is. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get from Brookvale to Maryfield? Like, yeah. oh, hell of a rave. Yeah. <laughs> I got to punch that a few yeah. dumbbell so, curls. So, so, all, so all those blokes in uh, all those blokes in Maryfield who would have just been coming out of that rave right about now. Uh, good luck to you for the rest of your week after that one. That's a tough week, isn't it? Backing I've, up. I've, I tell you what, I've never been to a rave, but have you seen the new doco Woodstock '99 that's on? I saw the previews. Oh, that was that was all kinds of horrible. Yeah, like you know, it was headlined by Limp Biscuit, and it was yeah, sort of the last yeah. of a generation of you know it, that sort of punk rock era with Limp Biscuit. Kid Rock. Anyway, they come in. They're on this deserted airfield, and it's got concrete, and they're charging ten dollars a bottle of water. So people are getting dehydrated. People are getting really, really sick. And the thing just turns into anarchy, and they start just ripping and burning the place down by day three. You know, like absolutely yeah. tearing it to shreds. So yeah. I was like, they're calling it profit stock, but it's highly entertaining to watch on the, the Netflix. Have to check it out. Yeah, any like raves in Para to me? No, well, we did that in '86. So they won, <laughs> they won their last grand final, and yeah. the fans to celebrate burnt the stadium down. That's good, isn't it? Oh, it's one way of getting a new stadium. Maybe that's what they need to do at Leichhardt well, after last night's game. Just go and burn, burn down, down the stadium. Yeah, yeah and then the yeah. the New South Wales Premier will have no choice. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up on today's show, we've got. Two double headers today. Uh, starting off with the Dragons Titans game at Wynn Stadium in the women's NRL. That's on right now. St. George are leading the Gold Coast 18 to 6 in that one. Then coming up straight after that, we've got the, uh, the Dragons and the Titans NRL match. Uh, can we see an upset in that one? Dragons have lost their past three matches. Uh, Titans looking to go back to back. Does anyone care? Yeah, like, it's every, kind of that time of year, well, we isn't do it? Have, we do have dragons and titans fans out there. Yeah, sorry, sorry you know, Brooksy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Brooksy through the but, year going bigger yeah. up, bigger up? I did the same mistake last week. Don't worry. Uh, but like, you're, there's so many important games this weekend, next weekend, all fighting for that top four, top eight spot. Yeah, and then you got dragons. Dragons, like, no. Nah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think. Uh, you, you think about someone like the Cowboys, right, and how they were so dismal last year. You've got to be thinking, right, at least can we get something? And you'd be able to tell us better. When you've had a rough season or you've, you, you you know you're not going to make the eight, what are you trying to get out of these last couple of games I, besides not getting injured to ruin your barley trip for three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you mention that because the, the Titans uh, was one of the teams we played against. So there was one year, I think we got Wooden Spoon or we came in bottom of the ladder. We knew we weren't playing finals. Yeah. And it was two or three weeks to go. Yeah. And we had a Thursday or Friday night game. And uh, Jared Hayden and I, we, we made plans. As soon as the game finished, we are in the car, yeah. straight to the slopes, <laughs> and we, we snowboarded straight all Straight away. And because he was paranoid about getting spotted, or you, we didn't, the club didn't know we were on the, on the slopes. He got a balaclava. Oh. And he got a whole day on the slopes in his balaclava, so no one will know what I'm But uh, So, yeah, so if you're asking what the boys are doing today, they're probably thinking, what are they doing this weekend? That would have been a yeah. long drive. Yeah. Get a balaclava <laughs> in the car with ski goggles on. What are these yeah. blokes up to? <laughs> yeah, I, I've often wondered that with the team sport. Like, it doesn't really happen in swimming, right? Because you're, 
you've always got a big race coming up and if, if it's off season, you're just doing your own thing. But yeah. I was talking to someone at another club this week, not the Bulldogs, and uh, he's in the staff at this club and he said that the, the players are switched off. He said, you just knew from the intensity at training this mm. week that uh, that the season's done and they're looking towards the end of season trips. Mm. So what does the coach, you know, if, if you're, let's say Mick Potter yesterday for the, the Bulldogs, and he's not even going to be there. Same as Noddy. Yeah. They're not even going to yeah. be at the club next year. What, what are the players playing for? How do you motivate them? Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like having a substitute teacher at school. Yeah. You know I mean? So when you have a new coach come in and you know they're just filling in, they're not going to be there next year, the players all of a sudden, they start getting away with those one percenters that you would usually get grilled at and yeah. grilled on if, if yeah. you stuffed up. So the Monday video, instead of copping it for those one percenters, you know, Potsy's or, you know, Noddy's going to get there and say, oh, well, guys, you know, we've got to aim up this week. It's embarrassing. Have a bit of pride yeah. in Jersey. But yeah. there's nothing it's that like he it, can actually do, that, like, to put in new procedures to make you a better team. It's funny how you say it, how redundant that information, like, how it just washes over you. Like, there's pride in the Jersey and that. But you just, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter how, who says it, how many times they say it. Yeah. Or we've got him here to give us some motivational speak. All the old boys are here. You just like... It I just nothing is going to get me up, you yeah. know, because you spend so much energy. And it, yeah. to defend the players, you waste and spend so much energy and time and wanting it. And then when it's not there, you, you, you can't blame them for going, you know what, I'm not quite there. You know, I'm half a step behind. I know you've got a responsibility and we're playing for the fans, but, you know, you can forgive them to a certain extent of being, you know, missing out on those one percenters. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the fans forgive them. Like it's, yeah, it's, no, the, yeah. The fans oh, still, the fans are brutal. The fan, like they've got to come and watch this game today and they're going to want the Dragons to win. Like they're, yeah. they're turning up yep. wanting a result. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, a, um, it's a fair point. Yeah. Well, speaking of the fans, which which I found really, really rough without trying to, you know, bring it down, was the, the abuse that, say, Jackson Paulo got after the, the Bunnies game. Mm. You know, he didn't have a great game. He's a young kid and these mistakes happen. On yeah. a football field, and you can to- as a fan, I can tolerate that. But what I can't tolerate is the level of hate and abuse that, that someone like him would get as a young kid, particularly after the week we've had in football. That's yeah. very to, to hear that. And I'm like, I'm a Bunnies fan, and I was as disappointed as anyone. But I wasn't yeah. even angry. Yeah. I just felt sorry for him. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's, he's trying his best, and sometimes you get the yips, and all of a sudden that ball, you're thinking about it a split second longer. You're you know, yeah. your hands aren't quite there. Yeah. You have an off day, and no one feels worse than him. I can tell you. That's 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 the key there. He yeah. would have felt worse than anyone, so he would have yeah. struggled to sleep that night because he would have judged himself harder than anyone that's else. That's right. So to have all the extra noise on top of you, it just clarifies that even all those negative thoughts you have. It makes it worse and worse. So. Oh, I've got nothing but respect for athletes in every, particularly individual sports, because there is no hiding. It's not like you can blame a. You know, oh, yeah. it's the centre's fault. Yeah, you know, it wasn't my read. You can blame it was a love triangle or something. You know, the, the, the tough thing for players today, there's players throughout history have always had games like that, right? It's always happened. But in the past, you know what's happened on a you know, Sunday Arvo like this, the three of us would stand around on the uh, the barbecue and go, geez, Jackson Paula had a shocker, didn't he? And we'd vent our frustration to each other. Yes. Now they go, bam, I'm going to tell Jackson Paulo what I think of his performance. And I've got access to him through social media. Yeah. And that's where people need to be a little bit more compassionate and understanding about what today's players go through. Because Mm. throughout history, they've, fans have never had access to players like they do today. And the players absolutely cop it. We're only seeing what he's tagged in. Imagine the direct messages he's been getting and, Mm. Um, even family and friends would be getting as well. Mm. So m- my message to fans would be, if if you want to vent, call up your mate. Yeah. Call up your mate that supports Souths or call yeah. up your mate that doesn't support Souths and vent to him. Yeah, agreed. 
he'll he'll yeah. have a conversation back with you. Yeah. Then you yeah. can actually get a bit of frustration out. Yeah. Tagging it's, Jackson Paulo yeah. on something on social media isn't going to help. It's anything. a dog act. It's quite cowardly because it is. You know what? Nine times out of ten, those fans will never ever tell Jackson that to his face. No. Yeah, no, that'd be the first one to turn up with a shirt and go sign yeah, this, get yeah, a selfie yeah. and go, oh, yeah. you know, do this for me for my kid, you know. And then, yeah. anyway, I don't want to bring it down, but I just felt like that was a bit harsh. In what otherwise was a really entertaining game that we have to talk about that players treatment by fans yeah. in that situation with the guys trying 100% his best. Yeah, anyway. I agree. Uh, we've got a text here from the Big G. He says, G'day, Crunchers. Just wanted to bring your attention to yesterday. Uh, after winning the supercar race, Will Davison dedicated the win to Paul Green and his family. Uh, so it was a nice moment, a tough week for everyone uh, in the NRL. We saw a, a minute silence and then a round of applause up there at um, Townsville for mm. Paul Green. Um, Do you ever come across him, Tim, in your time? Like yeah. you, you would have obviously uh, not played under him, I'm assuming, but you know, you're. No, I didn't play against uh, under him, but I yeah definitely came across him quite a few times. Um, yeah, a great guy, but it's I think it's a, the massive elephant in the room, and I don't think it's just rugby league, but with tired athletes in general, mm. there's a massive gap there of the, the way they feel. Like, and I don't know what the solution is, but there's a lot of guys that aren't playing professional sport at the moment that are doing it really tough, like, mm. and everyone knows it, but you know, like, you know, I think everyone's. You know, they say we support them, but not really. Yeah. Um, so mm. that just really highlighted the amount of uh, stress and uh, pressures and anxiety that go with retiring from, or even like he wasn't retired, you know, um, as a as a coach. He still wanted to coach, but mm. you just feel outside the circle sometimes and you yeah. struggle with that. Yep. Well All said. right. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Call 1300 01 1170 or text us on 0457 736 736. We'll take a break. And after this, we'll do a review of Saturday's games. And the 2022 NRLW season is underway with a bit of a surprise. A short kickoff. And Tamara on to Kelly, the big fan from Isabel Kelly. And the captain is going to go over. Brill. McGregor. Kelly. Isabel Kelly for a double. There's another one. Mike Casivo on the end of a floating pass. And that's a big time try by a big time player, Mike Casivo. Now they've got runners oh, kicked behind the line from Mitchell oh. Moses. That's brilliant from oh, Dylan Brown. Even better than the last one. Riley, two tackles left in the set. Moylan, they go shot again. Heights is over again. Nico Hines is having a night out on the northern beaches. Geary on that left-hand side. Crichton with a pass. Backwards is the call. Staying alive. Keary gives it to Tupo. And there's the half-century. Walker kicking a chance for Butcher. He's got four. What a night for Nat Butcher. It is a cricket score. The Sydney Cricket Ground for one last time. They've beaten the Tigers 72-6. to six. Yeah, there it is. The highlights of the Roosters. 72 defeating the West Tigers. Six. The last game that the Roosters will play at the SCG before they move across to the new 
Allianz. I've got a message here from Rooster Muzz, which is uh, quite pertinent to what we're about to talk about. Missile Sock and Captain Tabuli. <laughs> How ironic <laughs> that the cricket score was knocked up at the, at the grand old lady last night. Has anyone checked on Sugar's welfare after last night? Regards from Rooster Muzz. Yeah, that's a... It was a cricket score, wasn't it? Uh, 6-72. Yeah, and the only try came off what Brent Naden Intercept. intercept, which, you know, if it gets above the fingers, it's it's almost 78. Yeah. So 1935, I think, was the last that eclipsed, I think, 1935 or 1935 might have been their biggest score. So it's their biggest score in, what, 70... That's a long time. That's a long 70 time. 70 years. Yeah. They've been there for four years, the Roosters, at the, uh, at the SCG, and I think what typified it, was poor old James Tarmow, who I regard as a bit of a social conscience or a spiritual warrior of of, of, a, of a team, you know, because he yeah. always keeps his calm yeah. and he just flipped out, which I've got a lot of forgiveness for a bloke like that who's just so frustrated with the game. You're going out there, you're obviously putting in your best and you you get pantsed and you get done. But to his credit, he, he stood up at the end of the press conference and owned it and got out there and apologised and... Um, we'll hopefully move on, but that in, just incompetent. That's a big word to use in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could think it's of a few words. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a bit more, in it. <laughs> it's a bit more articulate than what the cheese said. He <laughs> 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 was a little bit more considered. Uh, so Actually, just kind thinking about it. I remember once playing in Melbourne. Chris Sandy, I got sent off for. Same referee, Ben Cummins. Really? Nothing off at him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing will beat the Bill Harrigan. Gordon Tallis in the origin. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah, enough about the net. There's so many positives here for the – what, Nat Butcher, four tries? Well, yeah. Four tries for an edge – we're playing on the right there at edge back. <laughs> well, he's often a middle forward yeah, even as well. Yeah, he's played all over the place. It's got to be some kind of record. Just on records, that is – You'd be b- filthy. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I was, I Six had, try career, was it? He's got four Hainsey, and a night. texted me last night because he, he had an opportunity to go to the Roosters at one stage of his career. Really? And, and – he was saying to me, "Can I opportunity to leave the club at one stage as well?" Yeah. And he said, "What were we thinking, staying?" <laughs> 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 he just watched the Roosters pull on seventy-two points. He goes, "How different sliding moments could have happened." But anyway. Oh. Yeah. What was what was the biggest margin you were on the end of at Para? I think it was 64, 64 yeah, to four. Yeah, okay. And we scored first. I was 4-0 oh, down kidding. in Melbourne, and Luke Kelly was our half, and he said it was the most perfectly orchestrated first set of six ever. Yeah. And we should have just stopped the game then. <laughs> <laughs> but they beat us 64-4, and there was like 30 seconds to go, and Billy Slayer drops the ball, attacking our line. Mm. And Cooper Cronk and Cameron Smith sprayed him like I've never heard anyone get sprayed before. I'm like, oh, wow. He's beating us by 60. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. word. So last night's game was the biggest rugby league ma- margin since St. George beat University in 1937. Oh, my word. So, yeah, that's... So it's that 70, 85 years. Yeah. Um, 85 years since they've had a score that big. Mm. Um, if, if you're Tim Sheens... And you know you're taking over next year, and and Benji Marshall and, and Robbie Farrow as well. Would you want to be in and around the club this week and getting in the ears of some of these players? Like, is this <laughs> is this is this going to start to impact next season for some of these? There's a couple of young players starting to debut on the bench and get blooded into first grade. Would would you be in the ear of some of these guys trying to prevent any long term? Uh, I guess scar tissue. tissue. That's, yeah. that's one argument, but they can also argue, and I I'm not saying that any of these machines you're Benji are thinking this, but mm. 
there's a part of them that wouldn't mind them getting flogged yeah. again yeah, next yeah, year because yeah. the the, the makes them so better on the way yeah. out. Yeah, so you can't get any worse. The I'm only coming. way is up. Mate, next year, <laughs> we we lost by forty this week. Yeah, like, how good are we going? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Geez, I, think, I feel I, for Noddy. Well, I I do as well, but I think he's he's not checked out. Well, we spoke to him when he had his first win, and he was up and about. They obviously had the the controversial one against. The Cowboys, the Cowboys. Yeah. and you know it's not like he's he'd been handed you know, considered a poison chalice. You'd, yeah. you know after the yeah. rough they'd done and the time he's on a, a hiding to nothing. I think he's done an okay job. He's talked about wanting to move into the pathways job. They've got a women's yeah. program. They've got the center of excellence. So I think he'd be a great guy to still have around. Yeah, for sure. Around the club, this um, center better be bloody excellent. <laughs> it, is, it is a good center actually. They, they, they moved into it this week. Yeah, um, but I think Noddy. People aren't judging Noddy based on these performances. Nah, they, they, they know the situation. They know, yeah. what, the, you know what he's been handed. Yeah, Do you think, uh, so Isaiah Papali'i runs out for the Eels and they smash the Bulldogs, which we'll get into a bit, little bit later. <laughs> then he probably you know goes home, has a feed, and sits down to watch his new club. <laughs> what would he be feeling? That must just be a roller coaster of emotions that day for him. Like It, it seems to be that he wants out, but uh, certainly the Tigers aren't doing anything to entice him to come. Yeah, but uh, well, uh, Timmy's obviously more th- equipped to answer it, so I'm going to answer it for him. I would be thinking if I'm a young, hungry player, I'm like, right, I'm going to come in and you'd sort of feel like you're going to bring some new Change energy, it. new life. Yeah, ta- like that must be a huge carrot or an incentive. Obviously, you want to sign for a big club and win titles. The footballers I speak to, you know, it's all about winning a premiership, and that's that's what you play for. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're coming to that team. You can see there's change, you know, in the making with Farrar and, and um, Benji. Uh, Benji, you know. I don't know. I'd yeah. be inspired to turn up. Yeah, he's a he's a key signing for them because he's a leader. He's someone that yeah. um, a lot of the Crying young boys for. look up to and, right. and, he, and he's got that about him. He's great for culture as well to build a culture around. Listen, uh, the, I reckon he probably does want to say Parramatta, mm. um, but the reality is the only way that he, he could stay is if Tigers let him go. Yeah, now I can't see Tigers no aren't any of them. <laughs> and, and, you know, they got as, the claws as, out. As much as he probably wants to stay in Parramatta, I reckon the second he's out of that environment where you're surrounded by Parramatta people every day and then you're plucked and you're put into an environment where you're at the Tigers and you're now a leader, I think after one or two weeks of being in that new environment, you start owning it and you start going, well, I want to be here now anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I think at the moment with all the noises and voices around him, yeah, Parramatta sounds great. Mm. Um, but I think once Tigers get him out of that environment, he'll start to buy into what they're trying to do at the West Tigers. All right, so on the flip side of that, we've got the Roosters, who are on an absolute charge now to the, mm. towards the finals. Uh, let's have a listen to what James Tedesco had to say off the back of that record-breaking win. Yeah, it's, um, it's probably our best performance, team performance for 80 minutes all year. We, um, we, we've talked about it for a number of weeks now, and tonight we, we came out and did that. Filthy on the intercept, got us to six. We wanted a, wanted a nil score line, but um, pretty, pretty good overall performance, yeah. We're feeling like it for probably a month or two now. We've been dominant, as I said, for periods, but that 80 minutes of, of pure dominance and relentlessness just hasn't... We haven't been able to do it. And yeah, it was a, it was a few things to play for, obviously, last game SCG. It's old, old boys' day as well, so they were all here. So we had a lot to play for, and uh, we knew we got two tough games coming up. But, um, yeah, focus was just on a great performance tonight, and I'm really pleased that we could do that. That was almost a little bit similar to that story you just told us, Timmy, where he said... Oh, I'm filthy that uh, they got yeah, that intercept yeah, yeah. and scored six that. points. Yeah, <laughs> you, know who, you know who passed the ball as well? Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. Yeah, how yeah, dare he? Yeah. How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Arguably the inform team in the comp now. That's six, six wins on seven. the trot. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Giant is officially awake. They've they're been, awake. They've been thereabouts the last four weeks, and he's right. The first 20 minutes of every game, they come out, blow a team off the park, mm. and in the next 60 minutes, they just go to cruise control. And and just, yeah. Yeah. We had Keary, Hargraves on the bench. What, like, I think they would have been a five on the clock. It was yeah. 59th yeah. minute, and they yeah. were all off. Yeah. 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 No, they, they can win the comp. Yeah. They can win the comp. Well, yeah. They, Across the board, out of those top eight, is there anyone in there that you're going have, have got a pencil line through? But you know, maybe the Broncos sitting Broncos, at eight. Yeah, um, but honestly, anyone in the top seven? You got the Raiders who are sitting uh, four points outside the eight as it sits at the moment with a game in hand. But let's yeah. just say that top eight stays the same. Yeah, I'd say the Broncos are the only team that I'd be confident can't win it. How are you paying ten bucks? I'm just having a look at the ladder now. <laughs> <laughs> with, your, with your dabble account yeah. out, are you? <laughs> uh, Roosters eleven. Roosters at eleven dollars is is a bit of value Spicy, as well. Spicy, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It's, there's been some massive fluctuations. I still look. I I, I think it'll be a, a Melbourne Melbourne Penrith final. But uh, yeah, look back to the it was uh, back to the Roosters game. I mean, that was the last game at the SCG. Been there for four, been there for four years, and it was almost like a cricket score, wasn't it? Really, seventy two to. Yeah, six, six. I, yeah, that's a, a nice way to sign off. And look, as a cricket fan, let's just get these bloody bastards off the cricket field because it's called the Sydney Cricket Ground. So yeah, we can get oh, it's terrible, it's terrible for footy. It's yeah. so bad viewing, to watch a game there. Viewing is shocking. Oh, yeah. he's so far from the gap field. Yeah. And because they only get 2,000 at a game. <laughs> is it so hard empty. in the middle? Have you played there? Is it hard on that square? I didn't actually play there. My whole career never played there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was interesting. Siebes, uh, Anthony Siebold last weekend was saying that the pitch actually rises in the middle where, where the cricket pitch does, is. Yeah. So it's almost like a, a separate surface smack bang in the middle of the rugby league field. Yeah. So the way that the cricket, if you think about an upside down saucer, so the way yeah. they do it is because they want the water to drain off the, right. away from the square for yeah. run up. So it's the yeah. cricket, most cricket ovals will be designed flat where the square is raised and then water drips off the side. So yeah. And it's, Generally quite hard. Manly Marlins. makes no sense for a rugby league field, does it? Yeah. Nah. No, it doesn't. But they get this brand new setup Dang. ready to go. Oh, into geez, it. Isn't, and it's Roosters. It's what ours. a game. That's that, a really good game that for That is it, just yeah. – whoever's designed this competition, whoever's come out with the draw, yeah. the, whoever the algorithm who's done this, you look at the next couple of weeks. It's perfect. As we, you know, it's juicy. Oh, it's juicy. And the weather's yeah. heating up. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is good. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the other Saturday night games here on NRL Crunch Time. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. All right, the 5.30 game yesterday, we had the Sharks 40 defeat the Seagulls 6. This was the Steve Rogers Memorial Trophy. Uh, the Sharks, they're locked in to the top four. Uh, exceeded expectations this year, would you say, Timmy? Um, I don't think so. I think I had a, a lot of expectation for them. New coach, uh, good really roster. good signings, yeah, some key guys that they're building club around culture-wise. Um, and like... The other games, you know, that, that six points is a bit of a consolation try. But you saw, we're starting to see now teams that are gearing up for the the business end of the season. They're starting yeah. to go to that next level. And then the other teams starting to drop off. Manly are really disappointing. I think Manly um, would be really disappointed with the way the last few weeks have unfolded. Um, 
Yeah, they have very, that everything to play for the last few weeks. That game against Parramatta at Brookvale was a real pivotal moment for their season. And, you know, they, they miss out on the eight with a side that shouldn't be missing out on the eight. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what the situation is there. Um, and I, there's whispers about, you know, the coaching situation there. But I I know their assistant coach, Stephen Hales, who um, was at Parramatta once upon a time. Very, very capable coach. And I'd like to think that uh, his name would be right in the mix if they were to make any changes up that way. What's his uh, background? He's um he's done some work. So he's been he's been at Parramatta, then went over to do some work with the reserve grade, the Blacktown workers over at Manly, yeah. uh, and has now been elevated to assistant coach over there. But just a really clever football brain, you know. Like he's and he gets he gets people as well. I think that's the hardest part about coaching is understanding how to work with humans. Yeah, yeah, man management. Yeah, the man management part. Well, of that's one thing they definitely need at Manly. Um, we've seen over the past couple of weeks they had the jersey debacle. Then, you know, the issue with throwing up gang, gang signs in support of Manasi mm. um, Fanu. Um, mm. It's there's a bit to optics aren't great. That's the word they like. Yeah, the op- the optics <laughs> at the club aren't great. Yeah, well, yeah. I think that there's there's a Des. I don't know whether it's public. Well, I think it is. If if I know about it, obviously. So he's got had to make the eight, and then I think it was up for negotiation. Yeah. In following years, and you can hear, as you said, with some of the rhetoric or conversation that we have that him and the board aren't necessarily seeing eye to eye in some of his public public commentary. So Well when he did that speech after that the rainbow round, mm. um, and they asked him why isn't the clubs you know, why are you talking yeah, why the and he said, Well you should ask them that. that yeah. When mm. I saw that I'm like, Oh, this is this, this is, is yeah. this is a there's a definitely a fracture there. So I don't know what the relationship like is with Desi in the club, but um you know, they're, they're definitely a team that should be performing at a higher level. Better. Well, I mean, they were they are missing. So you had Garrick out. You had Jake out. You've obviously got Tom Tommy out. out. Yeah. Um, Mate, look at Penrith played without Fisher-Harris. Sarb as well. Lui yeah, Fisher-Harris, Luai and Cleary. Salmon. Yeah. They and all, they, they, the next player up just steps up and plugs no, in, they, they don't they? They played the most informed team in the comp. And they won without their three best players. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, stop rubbing it in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, because everyone would say, and we won't go on that game too quick. Actually, we'll leave it for later when we talk we'll about We'll talk the about it. Yeah, yeah, okay, can't, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so on the other side, again, we've got another team uh, really finding form at the right time of the season. This is what Craig Fitzgibbon had to say about the Sharks' performance. Yeah, the start was a really good contest. Obviously, Manly responding to um, last week and Kieran's last game, so we knew that I have plenty to play for, but I love the way we stuck at it. Um, we're pretty consistent in um, in the, yeah, the way we started. stuck with us for most of the game, so I was pleased with that. And um, just a lot of... Like a lot of good individual performances put together to make a good team one. Yeah, that's this. This can't really sum it up much more than that, can you? They're right on track uh, for a, a bumper semi-final series. Nico Hines up there with signings of the year, top couple. Oh, I think he's been great. So is Finucane. Finucane, Aaron yeah. The guys they signed aren't just good on the field; they're good people as well, which makes a big difference. I love Bitsy. I'm a big fan of him. I love the way he, he connects with his players. I love his coaching brain. Like he's got the way the shape they're playing now. You haven't seen Carl do that. Even when they won the comp, they didn't have that no. kind of shape. So yeah. him and Moy- the combination with him and Moylan is amazing. Yeah. And if you look at some of Nico Hines' stats, I mean, look at last night's two tries, two assists, six goals, a 40-20. Now that's solid in its own efforts. But yeah. I think if you look across the season, it's six tries, 14 try assists, 
Um, and just you can even see in his body language and leadership the effect that he's having on other players. You talk about these players that come in when they're missing from teams. Yeah, you know they sort of lose that structure. What he's brought is just taken them to another level. And look at their run home here. So they've got the Bulldogs at home. Well, tough one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, which is going to be this can't split them a dollar ninety, you know. But, so um, two points there, <laughs> and the Knights away, oh. so they're on thirty four oh, points that's a good and run playing in, consistent it? footy. That's a good run in. And I also think a hallmark of any good team is the ones that they, you know, the four and against isn't great, but the close battles, the tight ones that they seem to get their nose ahead. Yeah. And that, to me, tells a lot about footy, that they play right to the 80th minute. If they need to go deep, they will, and they've got the options to they win the game. They could be top two. They could be top two. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, so, I didn't think that. Yeah. yeah. And then because the Cowboys run home is Rabbitohs Panthers, which is not the easiest one. Well, they're, going, no. they're definitely losing the, the first one. one. Oh, yeah, there, oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> now, uh, on the other side of the press conference, we had Des Hasler. We know he likes to deflect a little bit, and he plays games in these press conferences. Let's have a little bit of a listen to some of the best of Des Hasler in the presser. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I think, um, yeah, um, uh, well, um. It's like a, uh, what do they call it, ASMR? Is <laughs> he having a stroke? <laughs> it's the left side of his face. Oh, I love the way they'll ask him a question that he obviously yeah. doesn't want to answer. Yeah. And he'll answer the question. Sorry, he'll come up with an answer that's got nothing to do with the question. Yeah. Just go and just rant Ramble. whatever he wants to talk about. Yeah. And the person that's asked the question is like, what? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And sometimes he asked the journal a question that they can't answer to deflect off yeah, himself. Yeah, that's great. He's very good at it. Yeah. He's very good. So yeah. just wrapping on that game, that was the last time DCE and Foreign uh, will play at Brookie. Yeah. Um, Foreign obviously moving on to the Titans next year. So not not the best send-off for, for poor Kieran, but uh, he's had a stellar time there um, at, at Manly. Mm. All right. Uh, let's rip the Band-Aid onto the 3.30 <laughs> game yesterday. We had the Eels, 42, defeated the Bulldogs, 6. Now, I saw Timmy out on the field yesterday for this one. It was... Old boys day. Yep. One yep. of the old boys. How does that, sit? How does that yeah. sit with you, mate? It's, Get the wheelchair it's, out there, though. <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> mate, it's actually a weird feeling. Because like, yeah, you've always referred to the old boys and you always saw these these old men. That, yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden I found myself doing a lap yesterday. I'm like, oh, I'm one of these guys. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah. But there is a big gap. Like, you know, we probably only had like, a, you know, three, four guys that retired post 2000 there. And maybe that's a bit because they think that, you know, they're not an old boy still, even though they've been retired for the last 20 years. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. But there was yeah. definitely a gap between, you know, a lot of the 80s guys were there. And then, you know, from 2000 onwards, there was probably three, four of us. Do you, do you, uh, okay, so in that sense, do you celebrate it well with those old boys? Do you think it, the club does enough to sort of get around and, and do it? Or do you still think that some players walk out and just don't want to get back to those days and have a little bit of resentment or for whatever reason, they just yeah. they, they don't feel comfortable going to it? No, I think, I think it's getting better. Yeah. Like the club's getting better at, at um, well, even the fact we had that old boys day is something we haven't had in the past. So yeah, great. even that's a great start. Um, there's definitely a lot that can be done to connect, you know, recently tired players and, and make them feel a bit more connected to the club and have a bit more ownership of. I feel like it is a little bit of the stigma attached to that. I, I've, they actually had a, a, a swimming old boys or old swimmers yeah. day yesterday. Oh really? Um, Did you turn got... up with all your medals around your neck? No, <laughs> well, I, I was working, ting, ting, ting. but I, I was working on SEM, but also I've, I've got this mental hurdle in my head that I've got to get over where I accept the fact that I'm now 
an old boy or mm. that I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm retired, but you just, you still identify as an athlete. I don't know why. And it's, yeah. it's very hard to let go of and move on and go, yep, I'm one of the old boys and I'm here watching the current swimmers because they've mm. got the jewel and the pool on at the moment out at Homebush Australia versus America. And uh, I honestly just couldn't bring myself to, to go out to it. And it's probably similar to, to what you said to me. It's, I, I feel like I lost touch a bit in that time after I retired and, and haven't kept in contact with people. And now I'm finding it a bit of a mental hurdle to get over that and sort of, uh, I guess, put my pride to the side and rock up and say, yeah, I'm an, you know, oh, I'm an old boy. To, it's hard yeah. to do. When yeah. I got sacked, we'd won the Shield that year. And because yeah. of COVID, we couldn't get a photo. And so I got, went to a thing, I got sacked. And then they, about a month after they said, right, we have to do a team photo with the thing. And so I had to rock up with all these coaches who just been <laughs> and sit there and I've got this swallowing. I've still got the photo at home. It's me on the edge just like, if you could, if, if looks no. could kill, I'm yeah. like, about to Mate, cry. I, I, all oh. these blokes were still signed, going on, celebrating, had beers. But then I just said, i got to get out of here. It was too emotional. So, you know, yeah. I just like, I can't be here anyway. Yeah, I get that. Um, we, um, I, I played Origin a couple of series, year two and three of my career, very early on in my career. Then it was all downhill for the rest of my career. Mm. Um, but so there's a big gap where I wasn't playing Origin and then there was a very clear sign I was never going to play again. But I was still, you know, 28, 29 in, mm. you know, in my career. And I was getting invited to these, like, Blues Balls events. <laughs> and I'm like, are, are they wrapping me up? <laughs> it's pretty clear I've been wrapped up here. Like, I, was, I, was a, I was a fog. I was a former Origin great while I was still playing. Well, I was still playing. That's tough. <laughs> uh, just quickly, back on, the, uh, back on the Eels game yesterday, uh, Dylan Brown. Two tries, three try assists. Uh, this time last year, he had uh, four tries, uh, four tries and two try assists from twenty-one games. Mm. This year, he's at ten tries, fifteen try assists. Amazing turnarounds. Coming up for contract negotiations. <laughs> uh, what he's probably top three to he's top five, five eights in the game. He's a gun. I actually, I'm a really, really big fan of Dylan, and I actually like what he did. Um, in a couple of games, like that Manly game when Mitchell was out and he had to step up and control that team, he just took control and yeah. it went to another level. And he's got that ability to run a team as well. So he he does play great alongside Mitch, but at the same time, if he had to run a team on his own, he could do that as well. And, yeah. Do you uh, think his six is his best position then? If you if you where, where would you prefer to see him? Yeah, playing? if if you got someone like Mitch that can make it his job easier, six is. But yeah. I think he wouldn't be out of place in number seven, seven. either. He yeah. can control the team. I remember. When he was coming through, and when I used to do a pose against him in the off season, I used to do everything I quit to like rattle him. So like I try to put <laughs> kick pressure on, and I'll get so close to him. And if it was any other half, they've sprayed the kick off. I knew I, got, I did yeah, my job. Done, yeah. And I turn around, and he just was never phased. He'll get the kick exactly where he wanted it. It was so calm. Yeah. You got this calmness about him that you want from number sevens, and I think um, he could be a seven very easily. I, I see that as well. His temperament on the field, even when things aren't going well, yeah. you'd hate to play poker against him because he's just very stone, which is what you want yeah. in those key yeah. positions. And he's just had a breakout year, uh, you would think, fulfilling his potential. And where do you see him at the moment, Tim Neils? I mean, they've you know they've been hot and cold. Do you see them as a genuine? Grand finals chance. Yeah. You might, I, I know we're running out of time before this break. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we, I think Parra can win the comp. They've, they've beaten Penrith twice, uh, been in Melbourne over in Melbourne. So they've got the ability to knock off anyone. Uh, it's just a matter of getting it right in the day. Yeah. They go hot one week, cold the next. They're hot this week against the Bulldogs. So happy to move on from that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After crunch time today, you can catch the Knights versus the Raiders from McDonald Jones Stadium. 
Uh, that'll be live on SEN. Mark Braybrook and former Ra- Raiders legend Gary Belcher are calling all the action. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to Crunch Time. The snacks have arrived. Uh, I'm James Magnuson, joined here by Sock, Steve O'Keefe and Timmy Manor. Uh, just quickly, boys, the scores yesterday. Yep. Cricket scores in every game. Yep. Uh, do we expect more of that to come over the next two rounds? Yes. Yes. What's um? Any of the big dogs? Dra- 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 Dragons Raiders, and you got Tigers. The rest Knights. Of, yeah. The rest of this weekend we've got Dragons Titans. Um, and How do you then... see that one panning out, man? The Dragons because this is uh, sorry the uh, Raiders Raiders Dragons. What's because this is a must-win for the Raiders. They're four points out of the eight. How are you? How, what are you thinking here? Dragons, Titans. We've got first, then Raiders. Sorry, sorry. Raiders, Newcastle. Raiders, Newcastle. Sorry. Yeah. Look, I, I'm just going with the home team for this first one. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll delve into it a little Cricket bit more score. deeply after the break. <laughs> uh, after crunch time, remember the Knights versus Raiders from McDonald's Jones Stadium. You can catch that live on SEN. Uh, this is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robins Robinson Civil. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. Your rugby league coverage on SEN starts now. Welcome to NRL Crunch Time. This is NRL Crunch Time thanks to Robson Civil with over 60 years of leading civil construction experience. Visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. We're getting the boys pumped up again. Top of the hour. Sock's got a bit of. Blink one too about him, mate. He looks like the lead singer. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem is, you didn't commit to it. You were like you were going well when the mics went on. Yeah, and then I, and, and then the camera went off, and I went. Did you like the punk rock? Oh, punk rock was my yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So there's a funny between kind of died, article. Hasn't it? Well, uh, Machine Gun Kelly's brought back a really good one where Travis Barker, who's the drummer for Blink One Eight Two, is was brought out an album which is top shelf. Anyway, listen to it, guys, if you're. You know, reliving your misspent youth listening to punk rock 20 years ago. There you go. That's Steve O'Keefe and Timmy Manor here today with me, James Magnuson. Welcome back to our listeners across the SEN network. SENQ, 693 AM in Brisbane. SEN, 1170 AM in Sydney. And SEN, 1620 on the Gold Coast. Or download the SEN app. If you missed the first hour of the show, check out the Crunch Time podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right. Let's see how many positive things we can say about this next upcoming game. It's going to be tough because this is the Dragons versus the Titans. It's, uh, it's a dead rubber. Neither team really playing for anything. The Titans, I guess, playing to avoid the spoon. Uh, how do we see this one unfolding? Okay, if I've got my Dragons hat on, yeah, I'm wanting to see my young guns coming through to really step up. So, guys, 
Yeah, like a Cody Ramsey. Yeah, the Moanies. A moan, yeah. He had a great game last week. Was Didn't he three tries, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's one great. of the twins, one of the Fianai brothers had a pretty good game um, well. last week as well, I thought. Would he playing his 250 years? Ah, yeah. There's a bit to play for. Yeah. yeah. Playing at one of the best stadiums to play at, I reckon, this joint. Yeah, um, I've always thought that when I see Wynn Stadium and you see the surf in the background, guys up on the hill, they can look one side to the field, one side to the beach. It looks like a pretty nice spot to play. Oh, it's awesome. And the way that the, everything's so close as well. So, you know, fans are so close to you. Yeah, get a bit of tribalism feeling of the, on, on top of you. 100%. Yeah. When, that, when that field is, that hill's full Capacity, yeah. on a sunny day, it's the best. It's do, you love, do you prefer playing at a, a, cr- a crowd like that than, say, a half-packed Combank or oh, something? Mate, we, we did two years of playing home games at, at a court. Stadium there, yeah, and it was it bad. Was, wasn't oh, it, but we, if, if you get seven thousand there, you might as well be playing at the back of Guildford. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> Redfern Oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then across uh, on the other side, the Titans. Pretty disappointing season. Uh, I'm scratching around trying to find a positive for them. I guess Tino's had a big year. Fafita played well last week, probably pushing for a spot in the Australian squad. Um, yeah. I tell you where I'm worried about, if I'm a Titans fan, it's the fact that they've had coaches knocking back jobs there. Mm. So yeah. I, I think it was Michael Maguire got offered an assistant role and he kind of said, no, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, I think there's another coach that kind of turned it down in an assistant coaching role. And if you're if you're a coach, usually you take whatever role you can get because there's not many gigs out there. You've got to stay connected. Otherwise, yeah. there's someone else will take your so spot. So you must be going that poorly that, yeah. that coaches are out of work looking at you and thinking, nah, I'm right. There was a lot of red, a lot of responses from past players who were saying, "Look, get, get off the coach. This is this is the playing group that needs to really lead and drive it." So there's obviously I, some leadership and cultural. I issues love Holbrook. I'm a big fan of Holbrook. Right. I um, actually he was at Parramatta when I was younger as well. So he did his stint at Parramatta. Went to Roosters. Went over to England. Won two comps in England. Came back to Gold Coast with, with a lot of raps on him. I just think they've just got a really poorly balanced team. I think they've got some really good players, but the balance isn't great. They're missing a bit of leadership there, some senior players. You think it's a bit like the Broncos of last year where maybe you're just missing that one, one or two senior ball-playing spine players that can just really conduct or use, you know, get the best out of that talent you know, on the edges and a bit of leadership down the f- middle of the well, field. And You're right, yeah. I think like Reynolds made a big difference. Yeah. Um, Chad Townsend to the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, at the moment, Gold Coast, Tino's their most, their biggest leader, their yeah. senior leader, and he's a kid still. He's still a young boy. Yeah, learning the game. In that game, it's just kicked off. It's still nil-nil, but Phil Semi is off for an early HIA after a high shot from Dragon centre Moses Embai. Mm. All right, let's look around the NRL at the other big news. Uh, talking points this week, the grand final stays in Sydney. Happy with that? I was always going to stay. Always going to stay. We do this dance. Yeah. We do this dance every single year with the NRL threatening to move the grand final to the state government and the government mm. say, no, don't do it. Again. Yeah. But we all get to the same result. Um, doesn't bother me. I actually couldn't care less where they play it. I think if you're playing a grand final, if it was played in Adelaide, Perth, Brisbane, you wouldn't care yep. less as long as you get well, to play and win. Valendis was talking about after this season, they'll go to the highest bidder Yep. Um, each year. I'll I'll tell you what, I'd love a trip to Perth to watch a grand final. Boys trip to Perth to watch your team in a grand final. Yeah. The cake tin there at Optus Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Even even boys trip to Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe not Adelaide. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I, I saw an article the other day about 
you know, treating it a bit like the Super Bowl. And you look yeah. at the, what they do. They take it to yeah. a different city and it's a party. That city makes the most of for that week leading into the, to the game. It's an atmosphere that everyone comes around the country to see. And mm. it would actually be good, I reckon, if, if they did that. And two to a different city every year, made a carnival atmosphere out of it. Dragons have just scored. Yeah, the Dragons have just gone over. It looks like Junior Ramon has kicked Again. off the try scoring. Wow. Four what nil. a couple of weeks he's having. Yeah, four nil after five minutes to the Dragons. Uh, the other one that that Matty White floated yesterday on on crunch time was uh, New Zealand. Um, rugby league probably needs a bit of a shot in the arm over there after uh, after the past couple of seasons they've had. Would a grand final in New Zealand be a, a possibility? Uh, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I can't see why not. Like I've, the same reason why I think it should be played in Perth and Adelaide. I'd take New Zealand. But I think there's other games you can take New Zealand as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some really good test matches we're starting to take there. I, I wouldn't be against taking an origin there. Yeah. 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 They had the, the, the Pan Islands get the, you know, a club round that they had. You've got Magic Round. I think there's opportunities yeah. to really spread the love yeah. around the game that I'm with you. And, I, you know, if you fast forward 10 or 15 years, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the game played uh, in a different country, obviously New Zealand, but an opportunity to to spread its wings and, and try and make it, engage some of that sort of Southeast Asian uh, countries, PNG, places like that, where there is a bit of heritage going, coming through the competition and go, you know what, we, we are going to take it as a one-off. Will we get there? I don't know. You're spitballing ideas, I guess. But yeah. the idea of just keeping it in Sydney because they've signed the 20-year deal and to me, it's a bit archaic. You know, the game's come a long way. It's the National Rugby League. So yeah. why why would we not? Even if the crowds or stadiums are 30,000, 35,000, compared to, say, $60,000 that you can get, I just don't think it's a fit. That excuse just doesn't hold up anymore, in I, my opinion. I played three games in uh, PNG. Yeah. Um, and they, they're free. it's the only country in the world where rugby league is their number one sport. So yeah. they're, they're, they you know, go mad. obsessed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and my first game there, so it's with the Prime Minister's 13. My first game there, they... There's barbed wire around the field, and they've all jumped this barbed wire like it was rope, like it, like it didn't exist. Okay. So they jumped. So we're, the, the siren's gone. We're in the middle in a huddle, and we're surrounded by the, like the crowd. And these police have these big sticks, and they're whacking these little kids. Like that. And oh they'll, they'll get whacked. They'd laugh, and they'd run around and come back. <laughs> anyway, so they were tugging at my shorts, my jersey, and it was my first Aussie jersey. So I kept the jersey, but I gave everything. So I gave my boots, you're socks, shoes. Yeah, so I got my speedos socks. on. I was about to say your undies are off, and you. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my speedos on, I got my jersey, and these kids are pointing in my mouth. I'm like, so I grab my mouth guard, take it out. The saliva hadn't even dried yet. I've given it to him, he put it straight in. He's like, beef the security up for PG if it goes there. Oh, wow. Uh, Zach Lomax has missed the kick uh, in that game, so it's the Dragons lead the Gold Coast 4 0. Uh, for Talatau and Moan, that's his fifth try of the season. But his fourth try in the past 85 minutes. Amazing. Uh, so a couple of tries last week. Scored in the sixth minute uh, against the Raiders. Uh, it was off a loose Zach Lomax uh, flick pass. There's been a few of those this year. But uh, Amon goes over. All right. Mm. Other news in the NRL. Cameron Serraldo signs a five-year deal with the Bulldogs. Uh, as a Bulldogs fan, I'm, I'm really happy with that. Um, Timmy, have you had any dealings with Serraldo? I'm sure you've heard about him. Yeah, um, around the place. I mate with a lot of the guys that played in the Italy team when he was coaching the the last World gotcha. Cup. Yep. Really, um, got some got mates at Penrith. Everyone speaks very highly of him. The only thing is, it's a lot different being an assistant coach compared to a head coach. So he's got yep. 
it's going to be different. It, you go from being everyone's mate as a, as assistant coach. You're the guy that can cuddle yeah. the boys, and if they're going through a rough trot, you're, you're their mate. Yeah. So they're being the head guy who's going to have to cut people, drop people. You know, there's that relationship changes when you come head coach. So yeah. it'll be a test for him. But I think he's he's done his apprenticeship and he's ready to go. Yeah. Great. Well, coaching news as well. You got Barrett. Such big moves, isn't there? Yeah. Well, you got Maguire knocking back the Titans, and now you've got Barrett, who's signed a two-year deal at the Eels. Yeah. So the Eels obviously impressed with Barrett's tenure at the Bulldogs, mm. and decided to bring him bring across him as the assistant. <laughs> no, look. Obviously, he was a he was a very successful coach, uh, assistant, assistant coach, coach with, with, Penrith. with 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 Penrith. Yeah. Uh, how do you see him fitting in at the Eels, Timmy? Halves coach, attack coach. Um, probably I'm, I'd say attack coach. Attack um, coach. but I, I like his his demeanor, personality because he can connect yeah. with players. When we spoke about assistant coaches and how their role is different, they get to be that guy that connects with the players, and he's mm. that guy. Like he's just a good person, good guy to be around. Um, and you know, probably balances out <laughs> BA. Brad Arthur can be very intense and very yeah. And then right. someone like Barrett can kind of be that softer guy that can kind of be the connection with the players. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a good move. I think at times it's also important to reflect that not everyone's going to be a good head coach. However, you can be a really good assistant coach. Yeah. In your role and makeup to be that guy or piece or mediator between head coach and player is not easy to do either. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine Des Hasler being a good assistant coach. As yeah, in, no, you I, know, I, you're, you're he's, a he's, he's a good yeah. head yeah. coach, and that's because he is the way that he is. He's a bit left of centre, and the you know the way that he goes and mumbles about his stuff, but really <laughs> intelligent, you know. But just sort of does it in a certain way. You need to be a good man manager at all levels, but particularly that assistant role, you need to be there to you know give him a bit of a rev up, a pick up at times, and um, be open to listening to them and their criticisms, and also be a conduit to the coach. So. Uh, maybe that's where Trent finds himself for the next little bit until he matures as a coach and then gets another head coaching role. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. A, a head coaching role may even pop up at the Eels. They do the, every year, don't they? Yeah, every year, don't they? Cam Munster uh, looks set to test the free, his free agency. Uh, people talking 1.4, 1.5. Worth it? Is he worth it? To a team that, like, like for example, the Redcliffe Dolphins, yes, it is worth Because then you build your club around him. So you yeah. spend more on him, and then you're able to attract other players and build your team around that. So yeah. in the in the right context, I don't think he's worth it for Melbourne because you do that to him there, yeah. you lose some, you shed some players. So I think there's talk the salary cap was going up to $10 million, um next year, 10, 10 point something maybe. Yeah, um, it was supposed to be 10 at the moment. I think it took a bit of a hit during COVID. Yeah, okay. Um, so whether it's going back up to what it should be so or you, a bit if, more. If you give Munster 1.5, you're talking um, a big chunk of your salary cap. 50 well, the average contract, yeah, cap. would be so 300. So you'd have to sign, say, three or four players on base yeah. you know, out of that, which which really does hit your depth. And we've seen over the last, well, this season in particular, how much teams have struggled because of depth. You know, you've got yeah. Nofaluma on loan and people just trying to, you know, Matt Lodge has moved and... And whatever else. Um, I think he's worth at 1.4. I don't know if he will end up at the Dolphins, but I also think if, say, he ended up even at Brisbane, if Brisbane had the money to yep. be able to go, I could see that. right, let's get him, let's get him there. Then you have a look at, you know, you've got Walsh, Munster, Reynolds, and then keeping them all, you got the Stags, the forwards who are really good. And I think that would take them to an already great level to, you know, a dominating level. It would be interesting, interesting to I, see. One thing I... 75% certain on he's not staying at Melbourne on 800. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> no. It's an interesting topic because I'm very passionate about the whole 
fake economy of the NRL. Like, oh, right. sorry, not NRL, sport in general, right? But let's have a look at Nofaluma. There is no doubt now that he's valued a lot more yeah. being at Melbourne yeah. than he was playing reserve grade at the Tigers. Absolutely. So his value's yeah. gone up better, right? Yeah. So taking less money to be part of a good team is very worth it because people look at the dollars and say to go, well, you know what? It's going to cost me 100K to stay to go to Melbourne when I could get extra 100K at Tigers. Yeah. Look at Josh Adokar. Yeah. He would take an extra money to go to the Dogs, left Melbourne, yeah. doesn't make Origin. Yeah. And usually Origin's 30 grand a game. So you're looking at yeah. 90K of match payments just straight off the bat. You've missed because you ended up at a team that didn't give you an opportunity to perform and shine. So I think players get really caught up with the contract value when there's so many more moving parts. So I would go to a better team if it meant you know, being part of a team that can help me play rep footy. I played, I talked about Origin when I played, I played on the back of us making the grand final. So we yeah. played 09 my first year. Yeah. 2010, I made Origin because when you're going that well, they look for players to pick. Like they're kind of trying to justify who's yeah. really picking from these teams. Yeah. When you come in last, second last, I wasn't playing any different those years. Yeah. Our teams were just worse. We weren't playing any finals footy and all of a sudden you don't get as noticed. Forgotten about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge point. In that Titans-Gold Coast game, the Titans have gone over through AJ Brimson after a great play down the left from Tino to Marju to Bo Firma back in, in field to Brimson. Uh, so the Titans have gone ahead now, 6-4. Bo Firma's been playing pretty good footy, your thoughts? Uh, no, <laughs> no? no, yeah, look, I, I think he's been getting a lot of raps. Um, I think... I think it's one of those cases sometimes when you're a good player in a poor team, you almost stand out more. The example for that, I'd, like, I, I thought Jairo was probably one of the best forwards in the comp when he was at the Titans. But yeah. it's probably because he was taking on so much workload that he was the only player that really stood out. Now, yeah. at, I still think he's a great player at Souths, but he certainly doesn't shine as bright as he did when he was at the Gold Coast. I, I, I think his form, well, Bo Former was in the extended origin squad. He was, and, yeah. But Jai Arrow, I think, in the last month, as playing as good as footy as I've seen him at the Bunnies, or particularly yep. this year, I think. Yep. Yep. A lot Agreed. more busy around the middle. And, uh, you know, you could call it the Luttrell factor, but he, I, I think he is sort of standing out in regards to probably the first half of the season. So Maybe you just, his best. You're, that's your rebuttal. He's, he just made a point and you just kind of crushed his point. Well, like, well, this, <laughs> see, people listen when people disagree. You know, it's only, it's only time you can sell stuff <laughs> if we're just in here abusing each other. Do you not watch NRL 360? <laughs> any, any ads coming up? Just the last uh, one on, uh, on Munster. If he goes to uh, Dolphins or a Brisbane yep. and he is the, he's the guy... How much could someone like Munster stand to make off uh, third-party um, sponsorships? Would it be another 500000 for example, compared to... Well, the sky's the limit, really. You, you right, take, so there's no limit he, on it. You can make an extra million if you want. Oh. As long as the people who's getting those money from doesn't have an involvement with the club. So you imagine if Munster goes to the Broncos, mm. he'd, he'd be easily on another five hundred worth of third-party. Mm. Easily. Yeah, well... The problem is that a lot of the people Good that love him. the club enough to want to give you a third party are already involved with the club, and that rules them out of giving you any money. Sure. So you've so got to, go to find people it. that aren't currently involved with the club that will like you enough to say, hey, I'll actually, I want you involved here. And mm. he will have that star power. So I get a company would want to sponsor him because if he's in yeah. Brisbane, he'd be able to bring value to their company because he can you know, promote their business yeah. and get them out yeah. there. Yeah. You think it would be property developers, bars, I don't know, alcohol brands, no, all that sort of... his face on anything. Oh, all over the I place. I remember in India, I was over there and Virat Kohli had... Uh, it was the face of Tampax, I think it's something. Like one of the billboards. <laughs> he was on every billboard there was in India, honestly. You could oh, sell wow. anything. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. After the break, we're going to review Friday's matches. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. The Isuzu MUX is born to tow. This is NRL Crunch Time. Welcome back to NRL Crunch Time. You're Steve O'Keefe, Tim Manor, and I'm James Magnuson. In the game on right now, St. George Illawarra have gone over through Tau Tau Moga. They're up 10-6 now over the Gold Coast Titans, 20 minutes into that game. Uh, now, boys, we spoke about Cam Munster and the third-party deals that he could get if he went to Brisbane. I want to talk third-party deals, sponsors, photo shoots, TV shoots. Because this is a big part of swimming. Oh, it's a big part of swimming, yeah. Mm. Any any weird uh, ambassador roles or photo shoots you've done, Timmy? Um, <laughs> I did one for the Department of Fisheries, so I was for the, <laughs> <laughs> for the government. And yeah, so well, what were you advertising? It was for the government, and I was doing an ad. They paid me, they paid me to do an ad, pretty, and it was pretty much, without saying, it was directed at the ethnic community. It was, it was directed at the ethnic community. <laughs> Catching little fish and eating them? Well, it was about cleaning up behind you at the wharfs. Otherwise, oh. you're going to lose the rights of fish off the wharfs. So I'm doing okay. this ad about cleaning up after yourself. So what have they got you in a, what were they, fishing suit? Yeah, yeah. I'm not in full kit out. Oh, so oh BCF kit. <laughs> got, got the rod out. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I actually hate fishing. So oh. I, I, I hate fishing anyway. This is a pretty good one, isn't it? This is good. This is... And I'm not patient enough for fishing. But then this thing goes viral on social media. My phone blows up with people I haven't even spoken to for 10 years saying, I didn't know you were fishing. You're coming with me next time. And I hate fishing. So that, that many people are to kind of plot, oh, uh, yeah, I'm not really that keen. And It's amazing so what you'll do for money. Uh, yeah. Yeah, isn't yeah, that yeah, right, Miss yeah. 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 Tell us your story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. so, so I've got one. So I, I, get, uh, I get this offer to do a photo shoot for a supplement brand in China. Um, and the, the correspondence is in very fractured English. So I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I just know it's a supplement brand in China, and they said they wanted a, a, a larger Australian guy to, yep. to do this, um, to do this photo shoot. Yep, no worries. They said, you know, can like you vitamin be vitamin C and all that stuff? That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Okay. And they said, uh, you know, can you be shaved down for the photo shoot? <laughs> um, you know, it's we want to go along the line of you know swimmer that sort of stuff. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. I'll, sh- I'll shave down for this photo shoot. Thinking, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bit, bit weird, but anyway. Anyway, so we start this photo shoot and uh, there's all, all the cast is, uh, is Chinese and no one's really speaking to me in English at all. They're just sort of telling me what direction <laughs> to go and what sort of shots they want. So we start off in sports gear. Yep, yep no worries. Yep. And I'm holding up this pill and then a little box of pills <laughs> and the box of pills, no English writing on these yeah, pills. So I don't yeah. know what I'm, so I'm holding them up to the camera, smiling. And Lots then they go, <laughs> can we, yeah, yeah. yeah, can, yeah can we go yeah, shirts yeah. off? Yep. All right. Shirts off. Same thing, holding them up. Uh, next thing, swimmers, just speedos. All right. So, same thing, sort of holding the pills up, just in my swimmers. <laughs> then they go, we've got, we've Cent- got. Yeah, Centrum, mate. Centrum yeah. multivitamins. They say, sweet. we've got uh, another studio set up next door. Can we go Uh-oh. into the next studio? Yeah. Yep. No worries. We go into the next studio and it's set up as a bedroom, basically. <laughs> I'm like, yep. All right. And they go, here's your outfit for this one. And it's a pair of underpants and a dressing gown. <laughs> Like, okay, so I put the undies on, I put the dressing gown on, and they're like, we need you to sit down in the bed. So I sit down in the bed, again, holding the pills. It's getting a bit weird now. And they're like, all right, next shot, we need you to have 
dressing gown open, robe open, <laughs> in underpants, and we're going to draw on these lips, draw on a kiss on your chest in lipstick. At what stage is your, your red flag going? Yeah, once, yeah. once they, so, so firstly they said we, we want to draw on the lipstick kiss on your chest. And they tried to draw on this lipstick kiss and it didn't work out. And so they say to, I see them talking to each other and they give the lipstick to one of the Chinese lady and she starts putting the lipstick on. And I go, right, she's about to plant a kiss on my chest here. <laughs> this is, it started just getting, it started really getting really weird. And no one on this set is talking to me in English. Other, other, I've got one point of contact, but she's very fractured English. And so I'm trying to figure out what these pills are. And, you know, on Google, you can do a Google image search. If you take a picture of something, you can Google image search it on Google. So I'm like, I'm going to check out what I'm doing. I'm Take a picture Translate of the pills yeah. and put it onto the Google image search. And it comes up, uh, they're pills for men's sexual performance. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just done this full photo <laughs> I don't know oh. if it was as far as Viagra. And thinking back on it now, the pills were blue. Um, is, this, is this where you got the nickname The Missile? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I basically, I haven't really spoken much about this photo shoot. When I got home, my, my, my girlfriend said, what was the shoot for? I said, look, I think, it, I think it was for some sort of sexual performance pills. And I said, don't worry, it's in China. I'll, I'll never hear about it again. I'll never see the light of day. Yeah. Um, I've been tagged in about a dozen, dozen photos of Chinese blokes in supplement stores next to a thing of me in a dressing gown. <laughs> in, Did you get any samples? Stores in China. Oh. Do they work? Did you take no, any samples? I didn't, I didn't get any samples. And no. this, this shoot went for about 12 hours this day and it got weirder and weirder and weirder. <laughs> oh. um, the but there you go. For, the, the things, things you, you do for money. money. It, it paid well. It yeah, paid well. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Yeah, nice. Uh, so Cam, Cam Munster, if you're, if you're listening, be careful about those third-party deals. Yeah. Um, all right. Back on track. Back on track. Friday, <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah. Friday night's game. Uh, the Storm 60 defeated the Broncos 12. Uh, do we put a line to the Broncos now? Can they come back? To win the comp. To yeah. win the comp. Yeah. You Done. Do. Um, I think they'll still be eight. Yeah. Um, it's still a successful season, right? For the Broncos it's coming from where they've come from. more successful than last year. Yeah. Is it a successful season? Well, I don't like when people say it's a successful season when... They don't win. Well, coming eighth, how's that? That's not, that's not what you're there for. You're there to win a comp. If you ain't first, you're last. Ricky Barbie. Bingo. But I think, but I still think there is something in, I don't know, being the, the Brisbane Broncos last year, 15th. Yeah. Thinking about getting rid of the coach. The steps forward that they've made as a club. If you know, if you're not trying to take out those small wins and embed on them, I'm with you as well. Like you literally play to win the comp. You know, there's one winner at the end of the day. You go all the way through, and they deserve all the accolades. But I, I'm not. I'm not yet convinced that they're completely done. I mean, they haven't set themselves a chance. I thought there was a really good litmus test against the Storm. Yeah. Um. And I, I thought they. You know, the talk was to throw the ball around. You could see that with Adam Reynolds in the second play. Kick to Cobbo. I think they were going to chance their arm, but I think they just showed that even when you are playing against a real great structured team like Melbourne, like the, the, the Smith play the ball into Harry Grant's running around the middle of the field was yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah was, chancing your arm doesn't always work. We played, a, we had a bad year in 2013. We weren't doing well. We didn't have a good team. And we're playing a red hot Bulldogs. Des has a coach there. Mm. And Ricky Stewart, our coach, said, Guys, we're going to rattle these guys. We're going to throw them off a game. Mm. I want our first kickoff, Timmy, win the toss. I want you to kick off. 
All right, sweet. We've got the kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, we're going to kick short. They're not going to expect it. And we're just going to just completely rattle the way they play. Yeah. We, I like we it. We kick short. They got the ball. They <laughs> scored two tries. We didn't touch the ball for the first 14 oh, minutes. The game was over. They completely rattled them. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about teams that are out. I think the Storm, you talk about them a month ago, four lost on the bounce. Coach, now they just look so good. Olam, a couple of trials on the edge. Asafa, Solo, Mono was, you know, Nelson was amazing. Uh, who else can we talk about? Obviously, had Jerome Hughes back. Munster was electric in and around the middle, sort of redefining yeah. again how fullbacks play, defend at the back, but still playing in and around the middle. Brandon Smith was faultless. Um, it was just a, they play, they are, you know, a genuine, genuine chance of knocking can they off. Can they win it without Pappenhausen? And Christian Welsh, that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, Christian they, Welsh. They've yeah, done so well without two of their best players. Um, they can win it. They can win it. I mm. don't think they will, but I think they can. Same with a few, like you said, Sock, there's a number of teams in that, almost all of them. You can almost say that any of them can yeah. win it. Yeah. Well, even if you think the Eels are going back, you're like, well, they're the only one who's got a recipe to beat. Yeah. Penrith. Both the top teams. Yeah. Penrith and Melbourne. Well, I reckon yeah. that game against Melbourne for Parramatta the last round of the season is going to be for a top four spot. Yeah. So, right. So yeah. the, the Broncos have the Eels. It's a big next game week, next which week. Is, yeah. That's, you know, going to be humdinging. You've got Roosters v Storm yeah. next week. That's Souths play Cowboys. So it's like, as I said, whoever's put this list together, it's, it's just, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's just, yeah, lips are tingling. And uh, down there at Wynn Stadium, Matt Fenai has gone over for the Dragons. Jack Bird offload to Cody Ramsey back inside to Fenai. That's Fenai's eighth try, eighth try of the season. Lomax looking to convert from about 20 metres in as he moves in, kicks it, and misses it. So it will remain 14-6. Oh, they've said he's got it. That looks like it yeah, missed, I it missed it? as well. No, they've got that wrong. Strange it's angle. missed that by two metres. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> unless, okay. Unless I've, yeah, unless yeah. I've had that rave next to you, Miss Ol, that I'm seeing things. I don't know. One, it, one thing I'm glad about in this game, they've got uh, St. George's little pronouns there as SGI. For, yep. for quite uh, a while there of the season, they were using STI. Right. Uh, STI <laughs> to go. Yeah, it's not, not a great It's look. not the best, is it? Yeah. It's not the best. So I think the kick has actually gone over the post. So yeah, look for all money like it missed. Must have been the angle we're, we're on there. Get bigger posts. Uh, the other Friday night game, the Cowboys 48 defeated the Warriors 4. The Warriors have put the cue in the rack. They did not look too interested, did they? No, nah, they, they they listen. They've been brave for a number of years now, but they're they're looking forward to Mad Monday. Yeah, <laughs> done for the year. They're looking Who forward isn't? To it. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I'm like, let's go join them, soccer. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. It, I mean, there's the one shining light of their season. Obviously, was when they first went back to Mount Smart. Yeah, and they had. The hapless, I think it was the Tigers, wasn't it? The Tigers, it? Yeah. yeah. They dusted the Bulldogs over there as well. So yeah. they certainly play well at they home. Well Admirable against the Storm there as well. Only went down by 12. But yeah. um, the Cowboys again. Um, do you think it lures, Timmy, when, you, when you're when you going into big finals, uh, final series, and you know you're in the eight, does it help having playing, you know, these teams who are out of the eight and you're thumping them like, the, you know, the Roosters have thumped, the points being scored over the weekend have just been ridiculous. You know, does it help? The Cowboys winning forty eight to four. Do you feel great about it, or do you just know? Hang on, we've got the you know we've got the bunnies next week, or we've got a tough ride home. Does that help, or does it hinder? It, I'll tell you why it helps. It helps because like the Roosters game, you're able to take off your big guns with twenty minutes to go, right. so they get footy under their belt, but you also get it protected from injury. Whereas okay. when you're playing a tight game like South Panthers the other night, yeah, you know, you're risking injury because you know it's 
hard to recover. Physical and bashed, and you know, you, someone might get injured. And an injury now is very costly because mm. you know, what is usually a three or four week, week injury, that's a season now because yeah. the season's only got a few weeks to go. Yeah. yeah. For the Cowboys, that's their 16th win of the season. Now, in 2015, when they won the Premiership, they won 17. Best. Yeah, that's their best, isn't it? So yeah. they're, they're right on. So they're right, right there or about. Right there or about. Um, Chad Townsend, three try assist the other night. Jeremiah. He his own try as well. He scrubbed through, didn't he? Yeah. So he's just had an absolute barn burner of a year. Jeremiah Nenai, 17th try for the season. That's amazing. For That's a, a four. Yeah. Yeah. Edge pack. Oh, and how, he's sick. only 20. He's a young fella. His season has been, him and Ruben Cotter have just been absolute superstars in that time. Can you see him winning the comp? Oh, mm. I, sometimes, you know, what? I was reading a book, Outliers, and sometimes I was saying with sporting teams, you need this extra bit of motivation. And, you know, they've lost Paul Green this year, who's been a, uh, was obviously part of that thing. And they'd have that knowing over the back of them that, right, we're going to do something here special for this town, for this team, yeah. and put it on the back. And it's kind yeah. of just playing for that extra purpose can sometimes lift the group and have yeah. that common goal, right? Let's not, this is not about us. This is about, you know, Paul Green and the legacy that this club has left, and we're going to do this for them. And, yeah. you know, as I said, you could throw, throw, throw a towel over that top eight um, on who can go on and win. We've just had a listener text in. He says, Lomax just missed the kick by about a metre and the ref gave it. That's a first. Never seen that before. So we're not on our own there. Yeah. Um, Just another one. So we spoke about Jeremiah Nenai getting 17 tries. This one, hey, Timmy, how much coin do you receive for an NRL try? Well, if you did get coin, I, 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 I wouldn't have got any. I wouldn't have got much money on my career. Six times a hundred. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, you don't get you don't get tries. Nothing. No, yeah, no, yeah. Well, I also yeah. want to ask on that without going too far. So, is there incentives in your contract to score tries, to get meters, to get tackles, hit ups, play nah. games in a season? Nah, well, yes, games in a the season. There are some. So some people. When they sign, usually it's when you're desperate and you sign at a club. I think Aaron Woods was on, may have been on one this year. Yeah, oh get... mate, I've heard so many stories of players getting screwed. So they get to like, yeah. so you got to play 18 games and they 17, and then 17. Game. All of a sudden, oh well, now you're playing reserve grades. Like, oh, like, this is sucks, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Just one more before the break here. G'day, fellas. Muzzer here. Loving the show, loving the banter. Regarding some of the big wins over the weekend, does it really matter? With Paul Green's tragic passing, it puts into into perspective. It's just sport. There is always a winner and a loser. As long as the players give it their all, that's all you want as a fan. Uh, it's a good message as we head into these last rounds and a few of those Muzzah, bigger scores. That, that makes too much sense, Muzzah. <laughs> that's yeah, too, yeah. too rational for yeah, it. Yeah. it is. I'm, wor- I'm worried about you, Muzz. <laughs> yeah. It is, isn't it? All right, after the break, the Panthers minor premiership and the run home heading into the finals. This is NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Robson Civil. Join Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Crunch Time, the Knights first Raiders from McDonald Jones Stadium. You can catch that game live here on SEN. Mark Braybrook and former Raiders legend Gary Belcher are calling all the action. We are thanks to Robson Civil. With over 60 years of leading civil construction experience, visit robsoncivilprojects.com.au. Now, Sock, your Rabbitohs on Friday night went up against a Panthers team without Cleary, without Luai, without Fisher-Harris, arguably (laughs) 
their three best players. <laughs> and? And they lost. <laughs> they were defeated 26 to 22. Could have been worse. Um, There's a couple of drop balls over the try line. On both sides, have you? Mind you. <laughs> so, come on. So, well, you're just looking at the Lee Martin once and then, oh, yeah, I could have blown out. There was also, there was also uh, a little obstruction in there that was caught, I don't know, six, true. That six, have been tried. six weeks yeah, ago. That, one wasn't that was great. just a no-brainer. Yeah. And then, That's a lottery at the moment, isn't it? Absolute well, lottery. So I've had a look at the obstruction rule. One B is like you can't touch the defender's outside shoulder and the D, it's just black and white. But one yeah. C says you can determine whether that contact had an influence on the play, and that's where Ashley Klein decided. Anyway, I'm right. not going to ref bash. It's Who almost cares? too much research for NRL crunch One time, B, isn't it? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was, he's I, reading books. I, was, <laughs> I watched the Graham Annesley. Uh, he did a, a YouTube thing because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. that angry about it. I'm like, what am wow. I missing here? Why okay. is this this way? Anyway, we'll move on because that, that's look. It was an entertaining game. It was end to end. It ha- it was exciting. It was a good game. It was a good yeah, game. and it, it was it, a good if, game up until the last five minutes. It flipped a couple of times. You know, you felt yep. like Panthers got out to a 2012 lead. Yeah. And South got ahead by two. Latrell kicks one from the sideline, and you think we're ahead. Then there's that penalty that you know Latrell gets, and it's twenty-two all. Um, and then poor old uh, you know Jackson Paulo had a you know a night to remember. But you know for young kids playing, Tim, I'm sure you can attest. You have bad days, you know, yeah. and and that was just unfortunate for him. I don't put the lost strictly down to him. You know, a couple no. of those drop balls were unfortunate. Um, you know, I'd prefer to look at the highlights. We took last year's winners, you know, right up to the line. And with three minutes to go, you know, you should be trying to ice those games. And we didn't. You know, the Liam Martin try on the line with Tass. I mean, that was a, that was a big tackle to make if we make that, you know, anything yeah. could have happened. So anyway, I'm still very, very positive about South. But, geez, the Penrith systems are just great, isn't it? Next man up, next man in. I think Sean Ollis Sullivan, that would have been his best kicking game as a Panther. Got a 40-20. Yeah, grubbed yeah, well, controlled, it, yeah. Yeah. controlled the game really well. Um, when you, you think they've got a guy like Cleary who really owns that kicking game, I thought O'Sullivan stepped up beautifully. And Salmon's running from 5'8", although it wasn't remarkable, was still quality. Uh, just a score update in the Dragons Gold Coast game. Dave Fafita has gone over in one of his trademark bullocking runs close to the line. Tanner Boyd converts, so it's 22-12 now. Dragons lead the Gold Coast. Uh, with that win, the Panthers seal the minor premiership. Uh, winning with that $100,000 after 25 rounds of hard NRL football. That's the prize. That's the carrot what, dangled. What do you think of that, Timmy? What's your... Yeah, so if if the player's got a share of that, you're still splitting it between 30 players, which is Three grand very each. small. You know, by the time you pay your tax, imagine... That's not even a good Tuesday night probably out. about $1,200. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> um, it's not a lot of money, and you've talked about you know the Premier League. What are they? Fifty-five million dollars, is it? Yeah, for the, for fifty-five the million for winning the EPL. Yeah, we so, are so far it, behind it, that. It is, and I think it's such an. It should be rec- not enough people recognise the minor Premiership and what that stands for. In the EPL, they don't have finals, and I think after twenty-five rounds, when you are ahead and ahead by so much, now Penrith can go and lose the big dance. Yeah, but I think there should be something more done when they do win, and it should be financial. And yeah. I think there should be incentives the whole way down in the yeah, tournament yeah. to give games context. The Premier League on the last day, there's people playing for relegation to go to Europe to make the top six. The top four go to the Champions League. I don't yeah. know how you could do it in NRL. Sugar Kane, big Joel Kane likes a relegation system, but you'd like to be coming up to these rounds here and thinking about these two teams. They're playing off for something, whether it be you know, there's no draft, but right, the difference is two hundred thousand versus five hundred thousand for the yeah. club. So you can go right, boys. This is this could mean. Uh, 10 new jobs in game development if we can get this done. 
You know, you're now you're not playing for yourself. You've got this idea of playing for the team. Because why would you, oh, and Tim, yeah, put your yeah. body on the line with two rounds to go if you're, you know, you're done and dusted, you're 16th. Why would you want to go and bust your body uh, up? I don't know how many footy players you know, but yeah, I don't know how many of them are going to care about extra stuff. Yeah, okay. So as, as, right. as, if it's not going to their pocket directly, I don't know how many yeah. oh, well, So it's just got to be coin, basically. Look, well, you, you, you flip it. When we had cricket, we won a Champions League. We won $3 million and we split it. With the association, half and half. So, so right, you guys finish. There's two fifty prize money that's going into yours, or three or four hundred yep. if you finish eleventh. Yep. Then you go. You know what? There's ten grand there. We can pay for our after party at yeah. wherever you want to go. I don't know. Incentivize it for no, the players as well. It's the same way that they pay the the winners of the the, the nines tournament, which yeah. makes them motivated. They should do that all the way down because right now this game here. Mm. We talk about how playing for pride in the jersey doesn't really mean that much. Mm. But if you're telling a player, hey, mm. if you're going to finish 10th instead of 11th, you're going to make you know, yeah, an extra 15 of, yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. 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 That'd be a bit more motivated. You reckon, you, you reckon you'd turn up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got the boots in my car just in case. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'll do ads for uh, sexual performance in China. So <laughs> yeah. the least I can do the is uh, the least, the least <laughs> I can do is pay for money. <laughs> oh, all right, we'll take a break. We'll give you a score update in this Dragons Gold Coast game after that. Hi, lads, uh, the last game of the round, the Knights versus the Raiders. What do we think, Timmy? Uh, Raiders win this one. Raiders mate. still plenty to play for for yeah, them. Yeah, no, Sticky. He's back on deck now. He's out of his lounge room, and I yep. uh, can't. Yeah, he's he'll get him up. Sock? Yeah, uh, look, I'm, I'm going to just speak biasly because I I do like the Raiders. I do like Sticky, but I really want them to lose because I want the Bunnies to keep into that, stay in that top eight. And yeah, so, okay. Done that kind of all, but. So you're going for out. the Knights. We've I'm got going a, for the Knights, but I, I think the Raiders will get it done. We've got a message here saying, hey, boys, just drove past the Knights stadium on his way home. They're the most faithful fans going around. He said that he reckons he saw about 10,000 people on their way to the ground already. Great. Yeah, imagine so, they won a game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Imagine what the crowd would be like then. They turn up no matter what. Well, they, had 12, they, 000, they had 12,000 at Brookvale, you know, for Foran's last game yep. and stayed there right till the end, even though, they, you know, they were getting their pants pulled down. So, yeah, you know, it's good. We love the fans. Yeah, it's good to see. Like we said, even though there's been a few blowouts this weekend, mm. the fans of those losing teams are still turning up. You look at the TV at Wynn Stadium right now. Um there's still a bunch of Dragons fans there turning up, so I get sad when the football season ends. You know, it's like it's like when you come home from holidays, you get you're a bit depressed. Yeah, don't we're on the home cricket? stretch now. Hey? Don't you play cricket? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that that's, your that's the worst. It's been the worst depressing 20 years of my life when <laughs> cricket season starts. Oh, cracking show today, boys. Uh, we started yeah. off with some 41, then we hit Blink 182 mm. to finish off. We've got Green Day. The soothing, soothing sound of Green Day. Oh, what was Timmy's got a voice, hasn't he? Look at that. <laughs> All right, boys, till next time. Magic. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.